Welcome to Season 4 of Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. A few months ago, I got a request from a listener to talk about sagging floors and problematic structure and what to do about it. I've been asking Ralph Reed's the building mover, if he would come on the show, and he did this week. We had to record it together in the map room, so my audio isn't so great, unfortunately. But it was fun to talk with him about failing structures, his business, and my house, of course. My favorite subject. I've seen so many photographs of house moves in books over the years, but I've never gotten to know a house mover until now. And here's my conversation with Ralph. Thanks for coming on, Ralph. Thanks for having me. I had a listener who wrote to me and wanted to know about um, shoring up structure in in a house, mm-hmm. which I happen to be interested in myself. Okay. You know, well, as you know, you're you're here at my house That's actually true. fixing the structure. Absolutely. And it was a little uh, a little bouncy before. Mm-hmm. It was. It's not bouncy now, is it? No, it's not bouncy. Good. Yeah, it's not flat either. It's never going to be flat. Never. I wonder no. if it ever was flat. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it was never flat. You know, they, yeah. they put it together with what they had to have a place to live. Yeah. It does look like the structure down there was almost kind of like found um, wood. And actually, you were saying it was like stuff like from a har- hurricane. Yeah, hurricane lumber. They did. They built a lot of houses with hurricane lumber. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cheaper that way. Very cheap. Yeah. Is this area is called Poverty Point. Someone was just talking to us about this yesterday because, but was it, was it really true? Like, do you have any idea what's everybody for? Um... I would imagine so right here um, on the other side of Route 6. That's where all the the really nice houses are. Um, these are really nice houses to me, but probably at one time this was a poverty-stricken place. Mm. And nobody wanted to live here? Nobody probably wanted to live here that had a lot of money. Old crooked houses? Yeah. Old, well, they, they were probably, like you said, built crooked, you know, so yeah. Yeah. They're not big, luxurious houses. Today, people like you love to have these things. I would love to have this place, too. Yeah. There's something about it I really love, so. It's old. It's cool. Yeah. Once we actually get unpacked and have some heat and other things, it'll be pretty awesome. Okay, so you're a house mover. Yep. And your your dad was a house mover, I think. My father was a house mover, and my father's... This is a family thing. My father's father was a house mover, and his uncles, and all his cousins as well. Wow. Most of your work, is it shoring up houses or is it moving houses? Most of my work is, as of lately, it's shoring houses and putting floor joists and girts and new piers and stuff like that. I would say for about the past six months, but I think that's what I'm targeting more. And that's what's around my area. And my my area consists of Wareham, Marion, Fairhaven, New Bedford, Dartmouth, and that area of Rochester. Um, Right now, there is no jacking up a house and putting a foundation under it. We did one over the winter. Last winter, we jacked it up 16 feet in the air mm. and put it on columns to get it out of the flood zone. Yeah. you think there'd be a lot of that happening. There is a lot of it happening. It's just not happening right here, right now. 
Um, I actually have looked at two jobs that are possibly happening over the winter. A lot of people will do that kind of job in the winter time because they don't want to do it. That's their summer yeah. cottage. They don't right. want to lose. They don't want to lose their summer cottage. That makes sense. Yep. I wonder what it's going to look like as you walk down the street. On the shoreline, everything's going to be lifted sooner or later. Everything's going like to be everything. 16 feet in the air. Do you think we'll have lifted roadways too? No. No. So you no. can only drive in certain times. Then, yeah. I think we'll have, I think the roads will stay the same. Or maybe we'll have flying cars by then. Maybe. We're just... supposed to have the flying cars in the year 2000, but that never happened. I know. We're behind. Yeah. We are behind the times. Yeah. But now they have self-driving cars, at least. I mean, that's getting there. Mm. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Well, all right. So it'll be it'll be interesting because I um, I used to spend the summers on Nantucket and those big houses around there. There mm-hmm. would be kind of a lot of underneath the house space, yep. and so it'll be interesting to see what that's all like eventually. Yep. It's it's nice. So you, I tell people all the time when you if they have a crawl space and you jack the building up, it 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 almost doubles the price of your home because you can put all your mechanicals down there. It's easier to work on the house too if there's a basement. There's, well, that's for sure. There's yeah. a crawl space, and people don't want to go down there and work. Right. Yeah. Maybe you didn't really have a choice about becoming a building mover. Did but not have a choice. I'll be you... honest with you. I wasn't going to do it for a living. Yeah. No way. There was no way I was going to do it when I was in high school. I went to an auto shop at Devoke, mm-hmm. and I was a mechanic. And I was going to be a mechanic, and I was a mechanic for I would say about eight months, and I was working in Fairhaven at Triple R Auto Sales. And I was hating life being there. And my father just so happened to walk in. He was doing a job in Mattapoisa. Walked in at noontime and I was working on a truck. And he said, what are you doing? I said, working on this old rusty truck. And he said, you want to go to lunch with me? And I said, sure. So I went in. I told my boss I was going to lunch. And I left. We went and ate. And he said, you want a job? Mm-hmm. And I said, doing what? And he said, working for me. And he said, I know you don't like it. He said, so I'm going to entice you with $500 a week. Okay. No matter what. He said, if you work 10 hours, you work 40 hours, you work 60 hours, you're going to get $500 take home every week. So, okay. So, I went. Okay. That's what I've been doing ever since then. Nice. Yeah. That was a while ago. I'm that guessing. was 25 years ago. Yeah. Is there anything that you could tell people about if they do have sagging floors? If you have sagging floors and they are really bouncy, you should get them looked at. Definitely. At least mm. have, if, if not a building mover, a carpenter to look at it. Yeah. Let's see what's going on with it. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes there is. When would there be nothing you can do about it? When everything is just completely rotten. Well, yeah. Okay, true. When it's all rotten. That's usually what's what why you have sagging floors is because of rot, mm. which you didn't have here. You just had old stuff and not enough not enough support under what was there. Right. Second floor is also kind of an issue, which mm-hmm. I know that you went upstairs with Michael to check it out. I think the only thing we can do there is take the ceiling down and put up more structure. So that's all you can do. Yep. And you can jack things up up there and put more support up there as well. Yeah. It's not on my list of things to do right oh, now. Oh, I understand. But who knows? Maybe someday yep. um, we'll do that. But what's? It seems like shoring up the structure isn't as much fun as maybe moving houses. I'd rather jack up a house and put a foundation under it. Oh, you would? I'd much rather a cottage. Okay. Not much rather like it's it's, it's more and more interesting there's more going on uh there's more money in it you mm. know all those things the downfall of it is you need more you need i-beams you need blocking you need machinery yeah. as you know i've been here for four days now yeah and i came here with my pickup truck yeah. if you called me and you said i need my house jacked up it would be two excavators two one-ton trucks a dump truck 
tractor trailers, uh, skid steers. There would be so much turmoil here. Mm. That's that's the the bad part about it. But the good part is sitting out there, walking out in the street and seeing your house jacked up 10 feet in the air, how cool it looks. Yeah. And people get very interested in it. To me, it's nothing. I'm just like, another day. But mm. people see it and they become... I can see that. It, yeah. I would be pretty nervous if my house were jacked up. I wouldn't be. I know you wouldn't be. I would be, though. But maybe people don't think of their houses as an object so much when they see it up in the air. It looks more like an object to them or something. Maybe. Um, maybe so. Well, so um, did they really used to move them on logs? Yes. I've moved houses on logs myself. You pull it, you pull it with? Pull like, it with a winch. A winch and mm -hmm. maybe some animals back in the old days. Back in the old days, yeah. You use horses or cows or bulls or whatever you had. Could you use cows for moving stuff? Whatever you have. Back Dogs. Not dogs. Not dogs, no. But something big. Yep. And then you have them on giant logs mm -hmm. and then just take the log from the back and put it in the front. That's all they the used right. to do. Yeah. Wow. And you used to do it. So I guess when that's When my father say. first bought this business, we didn't have any modern equipment. We had what you call shoes and rolls. So it's like a piece of wood, put one on top, one on the bottom, and it's a wood, a horn beam roller. You have like a series of eight of them. And as you're going along, like you say, you pull one out and put it in the back, pull one out and put it in the back. Okay, that was in 1991? That was the technology yeah. you used? Yep, that's what my father had in 1991 when he first wow. got this business. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, For a 17-year-old kid, it's not interesting. <laughs> it's too much labor. It is a lot of labor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you get to save all these old houses. Yeah, that's. I like old houses. I do too. The, the only thing that, that bothers me about this job is people are very... Um, impatient. They think it happens in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. You're jacking up somebody's house. It doesn't happen in 10 minutes. No, it doesn't. It's something that has to be taken seriously and you have to have an expert do it. It's nothing some Joe Schmo can just come in and do. Mm. You have to know what you're doing, where to put things, how hard, like if, like your house, if you're shoring up a house, you can't just go in there and start ripping stuff apart or jacking it up too, too much in one spot. Yeah. You're just going to throw everything off. Yeah. You know? In your house, have you noticed a difference other than the floors aren't bouncing? You feel safer now? You mean like the windows won't open or yeah. the doors won't close? Well, they kind of already didn't. I haven't checked all the windows mm -hmm. and things, but um, no, I haven't noticed yeah. that. Yeah, some people think that the faster the better, but when you're when you're jacking up and leveling a building out and you're trying to put new joists and new girts under it, it's it takes time. Yeah. You have to be patient. That makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, one thing I like about you, Ralph, is that you come up with these stories like I do. I haven't really met someone who comes up with stories like that. About, I mean, that's one reason I love the old houses, because I, I imagine the stories that happen yep. in them. Like a, a, there's probably two or three families in the past hundred years that have lived here. Who knows? Yeah, more than that. This place has had a lot of turnover, which is suspicious really? to me. Suspicious? I mean, why? Why is Maybe there so it's much? Haunted. Maybe, I know. That's what I thought when I looked at the title. <laughs> How many people have lived here, you think? How many I, families? Well, it's hard to tell because I think there was a mistake in the, because um, there were two different pieces of land. So I mm -hmm. think one is there was like this family that all these cousins owned mm -hmm. it, but they not this house. So it's like a weird convergence of uh, names. Yep. So, but in here, probably at least 20, which really? is a lot. That's a lot. That's a real lot. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I know. So it did make me wonder. And the guy who built it, he moved out. A few years later, but he had two more houses up here on Main Street, so mm -hmm. maybe he was a developer. Yeah. Do they look the same? Well, yeah, you've seen my house, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah they all look the same. I know. I get they it. They all look the yep. same. Yep, they do. It's a cool house, like this ceiling and stuff like that. That's yeah. the kind of things that 
people go after when they look at stuff like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like it. I'm going to have clouds painted up there, storm clouds. There you go. Yeah, my father would, would be right into this. He'd be very interested in this place. He'd be very interested in you other than the podcast. He wouldn't do that, would you? Probably not. <laughs> oh, no, he was old school. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yep. Well, this podcast is kind of, um, you know, just like, it's just conversations. With it's a people. great thing. Yeah. I think it's great. And so people can learn about um, like what a house, like a house mover is an actual thing. Yeah, a house mover is an actual thing. When I was in high school, <laughs> everybody used to ask me what my parents did. My mother was a nurse and my father was a building mover. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your father moves furniture. I'm like, no, my father moves the whole building. <laughs> and I literally have to explain that. As time's gone on in the past 25 years, you have things like Mega Movers on History Channel. Yeah. You have um, a couple other shows that are on um, Discovery where people actually know what it is now and they see it and they're like wow that's interesting that's what you do yeah that's what i do you yeah know, it's a very it it's a, it's a different thing different world than it used to be it went away, it didn't go away but just people didn't know about it for a long time yeah in the 20s and 30s people moved houses all the time yeah, they did. it was no big deal to move a house over the road yeah it's weird why was it so much less of a big deal then it, it it's all politics um permitting police Power lines. Yeah, power lines. Yeah. Uh, liability. Yeah. Okay. So I moved a house um, in 2006 over the road in New Bedford from Church Street to Old Fall River Road. It was just a single story cape. It should have been no problem. My father, two, two other guys that were working with us at the time, jacked it up, rolled it off the foundation onto the truck in the wheels, had it all loaded and ready to go in two days. And then the paperwork took me two weeks. I had to go to uh, yeah. a city hall meeting to explain exactly what I was doing. Mm. We had to go over railroad tracks, so I had to get extra liability to go over the railroad tracks. CSX, oh, the railroad company, made me get extra insurance. Mm. So that's part of the reason why people don't move a building anymore. You move a building over the road, it's something like your house. It's a historic something somebody wants to save yeah. and somebody else wants to get rid of. So you buy the, the house for the property. Mm-hmm. And they... they normal person uh, maybe not a normal person but somebody who wants a brand new house <laughs> will tear this thing right down or put a sign out or an ad in the paper or on facebook mm-hmm. free house you have to move it so then they call me i measure it all out and figure it out and give them a price and you don't move the chimney I'm move the chimneys absolutely you do move the chimney. yep. Yep. move fireplaces wow yep. jack them up the fireplaces but it'll go on a new foundation yep right on a new foundation hmm. How do you deal with the whole electrical stuff? You have so in Massachusetts, I do have to meet with the line company, Eversource, National Grid, whoever. I have to meet with the phone company. I have to meet with cable. But in Massachusetts, a state law has been written since the early 60s that I don't have to, I don't take no, responsible, no responsibility for any utilities. I just have to meet with them, explain to them what we're doing, go over the route. And also it's, it's free. It's free of charge. What's free of charge? To, to anything they have to do to move the power lines, any utilities, I don't have to pay for any of that. You don't. So the utility company just the pays utility for that? company takes care of that. Why that seems so unlike the utility company? Well, I think one of the biggest reasons is, like I say, in the early '60s. So let me reiterate too, from let's say the early 1900s till 1970, let's say that's when building moving was no big deal. Mm. Okay, but what happened was in the early '60s. There was a company that was from Westport and they put a guy on the roof. They didn't call the power company. 
Mm. They put a guy on the roof and they started hitting down the road and he grabbed a line and he died. Oh my God. So that's why they made it a What was he doing on the roof? Pulling up the power line so you wouldn't have to wait for the power company to show up. Oh. They loaded oh. the house on. They loaded the house at, let's say, Friday at one o'clock in the afternoon and let's go do it now. Let's get it done. So that's what they did. Well, I guess that must have seemed like a good idea at the time. Probably. They probably needed the last check. Probably. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's that's a sad story. Yeah, it is, but it's true. It's a true sad story. Yep. What's the um, longest distance you've moved a building? Uh, probably 20 miles. 20 miles? Mm-hmm. It's harder now, I would think, because there's not as much open land. Mm-hmm. This is true. This, that's another thing about moving buildings now is there's no open lots. Um, and people, like I say, they don't, they buy a, a, a piece of property with a house on it. They just tear it down. They don't want to, they don't want to wait for people to find a lot and this and that. They just want to, they want it gone. So that's easy to put it in a dumpster and get rid of it. Sad though. Yeah, it is sad. It's sad for me because it is and it isn't because there's a lot of stress that goes with moving a house over the road. Yeah. You know, it used to be really fun, of course. When I wasn't in control of it, I was just the guy <laughs> hanging around. What do we do now, Dad? It was cool, but when you finally take over the reins and you have to do it yourself, then it is a very stressful situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Obviously, they empty out the houses. It, yeah, it's empty. The house is completely empty. Sometimes, I would say, well, 1994, my father moved one in four pieces in Wareham, mm-hmm. an old historic house that somebody wanted to save. Somebody else wanted to get rid of, make peace, wanted to get rid of it, and a guy from Wareham, Paul Pearl, who liked saved antique houses, he he hired my father to move it. My father moved it in four pieces. I'm sorry, four pieces mm. down Route 28 from Wareham. Very interesting. Yeah. Yep. That is interesting. I yep. love that. Yep. Getting back to the people who have sagging sagging floors okay. in their house and the structure. Mm-hmm. Like they should talk to a structural engineer. Structural engineer. Carpenter. Carpenter. Guy. Building mover. Why did I hire you instead of just a carpenter? You can hire a carpenter and you can hire me too. That's what you need to do when you have a problem like you have. Carpenters don't always know how to fix what I can Well, that's fix. why I had you here. And also yep. because we had the rot in the corner. Mm-hmm. That yep. was fun. Yeah. The sill, yep. You replaced that. Well, in the, cor- in the corner posts, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of carpenters don't want to spend the time doing your kind of job either. They yeah. want to build a new house. Or they yeah. want to do an addition. They don't want to spend the time doing that. Sturdy, nasty, grimy work. <laughs> Well, thank you for doing it. No, no problem. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, too bad we didn't keep any of it. For what? I don't know. Ashtray. It's still right there. Right out in the driveway, the sun. Not for the corner post. Oh, the corner post. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, but this one over here needs to be done, too. I know. I noticed that. I just saw the powder post beetles. I just ignored it and let it alone. It's good for now. You saw the powder post beetles. I inside. saw the holes in the cell. Inside. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do that before they paint it. I think you should as well. I don't know about the corner post, but I know the sill is gone. Yeah. Probably about two or three feet of that one is probably gone. Okay. It's only corner. two or three feet. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. I think they're not, the painters, they're not going to be able to finish the house anyway. Why? Well, because it's almost November. Okay. So. Yeah. It's getting cold. Okay. It's getting cold. Mm-hmm. But at least it's going to be primed over it's good. the winter. It's good. Could be worse. Yep. Could be worse. <laughs> Could so. have no place to live at all. Yeah. And so we have to be fortunate for that, that you have a roof over your head no matter what it is. <laughs> Let it look at it on the bright side, man. Yeah, you have to look at the bright side of yeah. things. 
Can't yeah, be neg- I, the world can't be negative to every, everything. No, I think it's, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with what's going on here. Yep. I, I would be too. This is, this is nice. Yeah. It really is. This is home to you. This is my home now. Yep. Yeah. So I appreciate your contribution to making it a solid place to live. I appreciate the work. I Believe can have some friends over now. Maybe yeah, have you can have friends over and you don't have to worry about them falling through the floor. What about my piano? You can go clean it. Absolutely. Put it right in. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. I definitely put it in now. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. it's. Um, I have way more questions for you, but I guess I'll ask you some other time. Okay. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.